You're listening to the So You Think You're Intuitive podcast, a podcast to help you reactivate, grow, and trust your intuition so you can live a more empowered and connected life. Join me, Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium, every Wednesday for inspired conversations, guidance, and practical tips on how you can work with your intuition in your everyday life. Because who doesn't want to trust their intuition more? Welcome back to So You Think You're Intuitive. I'm Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium, taking you on this journey to reactivate and trust your intuition. Welcome to this Friday episode of the podcast. I just wanted to talk about February and the energy of February. If you haven't listened to the episode, the February upgrade message about the energy of February, go and have a listen. This month is all about the door opens, the door opens. And it's interesting what's been coming up for me this month. I feel like I'm getting clear and getting clarity on the next steps of my offerings to you guys and what wants to come through and as always when you work with spirit and your intuition and life in general you think it's going to be one thing and then it kind of turns up in a different way and it can challenge you and it can make you think and question yeah like all the things it can trigger all the emotions And that's what's kind of been going on for me in February so far is like looking at the big vision and getting clear on what what is my mission, what is my vision, what are the values that I have within, you know, this brand, within what I'm sharing. And yeah, it's really been asking me to get clear on those details. And yeah, and as I'm talking about this to share a message to start, you know, listening to this episode, we are in this period where we're letting things go, bringing in the new, knowing our self-worth, but we're also being asked to get clear on the details. Because if you don't look at the details, you're not going to be able to bring in what you want to bring in. So we're being asked to get really, really clear on that. And it's exciting. I know it can be scary and daunting when we make changes, but it is exciting. And we're being asked to look at, you know, our feelings and how it feels and what lights us up and, you know, what we're pursuing. Does it light us up and really listen to our heart space and open our heart and listen to our emotions. And yeah, I feel very, very inspired as this door opens and it just makes me excited. And I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing everything evolve and grow over 2019. I'm recording this just before I jump onto a plane. I'm about to head to London. I am speaking at an event. Um, This comes out on Friday 22nd and the events on Saturday 23rd. So if you're in the UK or if you're in London and you fancy coming to hear me speak, I am going to be speaking at an event called The Aligned uh, tomorrow, Saturday 23rd. 
I'll put the details on the show notes. But yeah, there's lots of other speakers. There's going to be sound baths and breath work and amazing food. Yeah, I'm really excited about speaking. I'm going to be talking about what's blocking us from connecting to our intuition. I'm going to be taking everyone on a guided meditation. Yeah, come join. It's going to be fun. Also, I couldn't have planned this. This episode is episode 22 and it comes out on the 22nd of February. So 222. So in the end, all the numbers all line up. Episode 22 on the 22nd of February, which is the second month of the year. I love it. Like this is all in divine timing that I am releasing today's episode on this date. And I'm not surprised that it's this episode because this woman is so magical and she has such an energy and a presence. And just by me saying this, I get my my full body shivers. And I had them during our conversation all the time. And as I'm just talking about her, it's like, oh, she's just so magical. Today on the podcast, we have Layla Dahlia. She is so magical and such a powerful energy and such a powerful spirit of everything that she shares. She is a spiritual writer, a wellness educator. She's the founder of Vibrate Higher Daily. She also has a book coming out later this year, Vibrate Higher Daily, Live Your Power. I really loved talking to Layla. The funny thing is we ended up having to do our record over two different sessions. The first time we ended up having technical problems and we ran out of time for everything that we wanted to chat about. So we, I was super lucky that I got to have two amazing conversations with Layla and I got to share messages with her and the energy that comes through on this episode we really talk about ancestors and channeling and how Layla channels her gifts and the message that she's here to share with the world. But we really talk deep about ancestors and tapping into our ancestors' energy and how we can use their energy, heal from their energy and why it's really, really important to acknowledge them. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Layla. And I would love to hear your feedback and comments. So yeah, reach out on my Instagram. I am Natalie Miles. Um, We would love to hear from you because I find this when I'm listening to podcasts. Do you know when you're listening and you get your own intuitive downloads and you get your own intuitive pings on something that the people are saying? If you're getting that whilst you're listening to this episode, please reach out and and share them. I'd love to hear from you. So here we go. Here is the episode with Layla. Have an amazing rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll be back next week with another episode of So You Think You're Intuitive. Hi, Layla. Thank you for coming on and being 
a guest on So You Think You're Intuitive, when we got connected, Ashley Wood connected us together and I was really excited that you were up for coming on the show and talking about your your journey and your intuitive journey and I know that you have been on an, a real deep transformational journey um, to be able to be doing what you're doing now and sharing Vibrate Higher Daily with the world. Absolutely. Thank you, Natalie, for having me and just for this invitation to sit and commune with you and the community. And I love the way you worded that. It definitely was a journey to be able to <laughs> be in the space of doing what I'm doing now and mentally, spiritually, you know, to be ready for it and to be obedient to the work that I'm here to do. You know, there's been times in the past where little, you know, inklings would be, you know, spotted here and there, but I would run. I wasn't ready, you know, just in, in my youth. And so to truly you know, do the journey, take the journey, say yes to the journey so that you can get to the work and be fortified for the work is, is just so transformational within itself and just so essential. So yes, I love the way you worded that. <laughs> yeah. And when we start the journey, it's interesting because this idea of the journey and what that is, it can be really daunting when we take those steps to change or to transform or to step into our power and as we kind of break through old versions of ourselves and we step into like who we are and what we're about and I know that sometimes we get caught up on like the end goal or the end result and not the journey and we we forget we we always think that we're we're striving and reaching for something and then we forget that actually the the key learning is the journey yes ah Absolutely. Yeah, that middle part. And, and a lot of like even Wayne Dyer and just a lot of, you know, teachers from the East teach us that that gap space, you know, where we think we are coming from and where we're going. But that in between, almost like the breath, that that pause, that's where everything happens at. So the journey is the same way. Like it's not so much where you're coming from, where you're going, but what happens in the middle. And I've, I've found that to be so true. And whatever moments where, you know, I want the journey to hurry up and <laughs> get to another destination or for a result to happen, I just, that really brings me back to now, just to remember that this in-between phase is where a lot of the significance happens, you know, where you'll look back and say, wow, that's where, you know, that made me or that shifted me or that came to, you know, it is just truly, truly so true. Yeah. And then when we take those moments to pause, and reflect that's when those intuitive moments those intuitive downloads that we receive that we get the the next part of the journey I like to describe it like breadcrumbs those are the moments where moments mm -hmm. where we get those breadcrumb moments that we're being shown the next part of the journey too yes absolutely that's in the in current process that I'm going through right now <laughs> truly like you know just as you know like writing this book and really Diving into that and whenever I find those days where I'm having writer's block, the creative mind, how that works is just so intriguing to me to where it is that middle space of maybe not working that day, not it's not really the deadline yet, but that inner space of just stopping and enjoying life, you know, enjoying the journey. And every day is not going to be work. <laughs> every day is not going to be play, you know, so that's that fine balance. And I, I truly think that that middle passage area is so good and juicy, you know, when we can truly just honor it and surrender to it. Yeah, so important. 
I yeah. I like to describe that sometimes when we have we get brought to our bottoms, we get brought to the lows of life so that we can be reactivated to who we are and what we're about. For you, what were those real key kind of looking back on those low bottom moments that you can then rise and increase from and and take yourself on this reactivation journey for you just to share with the listeners what have some of those moments been for you yeah well definitely an overcomer of domestic violence for one and also of you know sexual abuse so when I look back at my younger self her going through those moments and really not realizing her power and getting to a point where enough was enough and for enough people to feed into my spirit when I couldn't do that for myself. You know, it's almost like they were nurturing me and midwifing me out of that situation until I was strong enough to do it. And there were a lot of times when I was so rock bottom where I couldn't even hear it. You know, like when you're that low, the the message is not getting way down to that level. It was a lot of that also. And, but slowly but surely, you know, as they planted those seeds, they started to sprout within me, my, you know, my spiritual community that I grew up in, uh, my parents, close friends, family, truly a little of the shell started to soften and their words are resonating, helping me out. And what truly just took me to a whole nother level was definitely saying yes to counseling, opening up to that because, you know, where I come from, you know, South Central LA, it's really a stigma, you know, in urban culture. And especially at that time, you know, it was just a stigma around getting help and, you know, we're supposed to be tough and we got this, you know, that whole thing there. But to truly soften and hear, you know, the divine say, I'm reaching my hand to you. You know, this is how I want you to grab it back. So it could look different. That help could look different. And I was open to that. And then mentors started showing up, teachers, you know, the whole thing when the student is ready, the teacher appears, that became so true. So all of that, all of that brought me to another place where I was able to see myself and say, hey, you know, I am not just rock bottom. (laughs) Like, you know, my life is worth more than this. My self-worth is more than this. And even throughout the journey, there were moments where I definitely know there were angels on my path, planting seeds as well, to where it was enough to keep me going. You know what I mean? For all these dots to connect, to get me out of there. But along the way, I definitely, definitely know that there were so many guides that appeared on the road on that journey. And I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, that those those definitely were some of my rock bottoms. And and I guess another rock bottom for me was, you know, having a physical illness that would not cure a digestive illness. And, you know, growing up and going through some of the things I went through, the traumas, just even living in the inner city area where I lived, the things that I, I was exposed to and saw just on a community level really attach themselves to my digestive system, to my gut area. And I was always having any kind of stomach issues, digestive issues, nervous, even my nervous system was just so overactive. And, you know, getting to a point when I got older and exiting out of the abusive relationship, my body was able to rest. But what it also did was it fully let me know the toll, you know, that my journey had on it. And I 
found myself in the emergency room and I had to, long story short with that, it's, it's just so many layers to that, but the doctor was like, there's nothing we can do. All, the only thing you can do is emergency surgery. Besides that, it's nothing we can do. And, you know, spirit came to me really quickly and I was just like an instant no. I knew that that was not my path. And being that was a rock bottom for me because I was like, I am in the hospital and I knew that it was stress related. You know, I just knew it. All these downloads came to me. I knew it was stress related. I knew it was trauma related. And I knew it was also me living a life all those years that I had lost my power where before I had it. You know, there was a long period where I had it and there was little spurts where I didn't. So I definitely remember feeling like I wanted to stay in my power from now on, like, this is it. I'm in a hospital. I just left that. And this, this could be my new start. And from then, like I took on the work of healers, of homeopathic medicine, alternative medicine. And that was my entry into my whole healing. A lot of the mentors that I met during that time were like, okay, well, in order for you to heal fully the body, you're going to have to eat a certain way and you're going to have to live a certain way and, you know, get rid of things that are toxic in all these different areas of your life holistically. So yeah, all of that truly changed just my whole trajectory. Yeah. What a journey, Layla. That's, you know, it, it's it's so deep and it's so complex and you've experienced and been through so much and it has led you to this path this journey of now what you're sharing with the world and it's uh, it's that those mind-blowing moments where you kind of go yeah I've experienced pain and I've experienced trauma and I've been at those rock bottoms and and feeling the fear and it's brought me back to connecting to my power so then I can teach and guide other people and inspire other people to connect with their power. Yeah, absolutely. That was such the, that was just such a big moment for me, that realization for years, my mentors were and it's interesting day one of meeting one of my mentors, you know, they truly spoke prophetically into my life and like, this is your path, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is what you're supposed to be doing, teaching and helping and and guiding. And I was not trying to hear it. I, there was no way because I was clearly, you know, a young girl coming out of trauma and who was I to try to even think that I could help anyone. And I truly felt that way. But the more that I got into my power and just surrendered to the gift and, you know, I started with writing and this and that, just whatever I could do to, you know, have some type of cathartic process and for me, a lot of that looked like writing and, you know, cooking and, and what I call now and what, uh, the whole movement, slow living that back then, I didn't know what that was, but I didn't have that language for it. But then I did, I slowed my life down. <laughs> I stopped living so fast and I was able to really just live and, and really feel what a normal process feels like and not have, you know, and not have to be so triggered in all these different areas of my life. And that really felt good. And I wanted more of that. And the more I shared from this place of just genuine wonder and excitement and just this new place of transformation, it was catching on with people. And the more and more I, I shared, they wanted to know more. And I started, you know, sharing with different communities online even. And it just years later, like here I am. And so truly 
the path has just been so, 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 so such a blessing. And I, when I look back, I know that there's nothing I could have changed because when I get mails today, emails, inboxes, have you, young girls and men as well tell me that my story is helping them or my work is helping them out of situations that look so much like mine or that are different, but we all can relate. Like that lets me know that, okay, that was my training ground. You know, that was the price I had to pay to help someone else, so be it. And so that's where I can shift, you know, that whole gangster mentality of the community I used to grow into. Now I shift into like a spiritual gangster type of mode to where I don't let my past, you know, thug me out, <laughs> you know, or the pain, <laughs> the shame, all of that. I'm like, no, absolutely was necessary. I was covered. I made it. I overcame. And now I'm helping others. Amazing. So powerful. And what a gift to be able to share. And I want to bring it back to your writing and writing the book and your intuitive writing. What you share is so, it just cuts through the quick so fast that what you share and how you share it it just has such an energetic impact when you read it it's so simple so beautiful and so amazingly delivered how when you was when you first started writing or you got drawn into writing and and had these kind of intuitive did they come through as intuitive downloads or intuitive messages and what you had to share absolutely Absolutely. And and that's exactly why they, they are structured that way, because they come to me that way. And it's almost like a the way I the way that it comes to me is like a whisper or like a tap on the shoulder, like, you know, if you're on the journey, you're you're doing the things and like, hey, you know, like a advice to help you not falter or to get back up or to feel encouraged. Almost like having like a a, a best friend or you know, a mentor with you or a guide, of course, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's, it's just like that nudge on the shoulder and that's truly how I hear it. And so that's why it comes out like that. And it's always just really simplistic. And that's what I love about it. And that's truly the way I'm writing is I'm sharing what helped me because truly it helped me. Like it wasn't a lot of long you know, literary type of work as far as like maybe, you know, pages of poetry or pages of writing. My journal back then used to look like that. Just a lot of, you know, free writing, organic writing. And, you know, my history with writing is, you know, I used to write in high school and that was a lot more structured, of course, in that arena when, you know, I was doing that, that whole thing with writing and poetry. But this type of writing is so different for me to where it's has a spiritual aspect to where I honor where it's coming from. And I don't really see myself, you know, struggling to get the message. If anything, if I have any struggle to get the message, it's more so, you know, being a conduit. Okay. What do I, if I feel a day where I'm blocked, okay, let, what, what can I do to be a stronger conduit today so that the current can come through clearer or stronger and that, you know, then could go to self-care or, you know, slowing down all the more or connecting to the divine more, um, those kind of things, or just completely forgetting about the work and going to laugh or, you know, walking in (laughs) something completely disconnected to where you, well, you think it's disconnected, but it's all connected really, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but just changing focus some type of way. Yeah. yeah, for for all those writers out there, if you were to give or for anyone that is feeling disconnected and they want to get back connected to so they can be that conduit so that they can channel, what 
are your main things? And you've talked about laughing and slowing down. Is there anything, is there any like key top tips that you have for that? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely I would absolutely say number one is to disconnect because when you, when you know it, because you are a conduit and energetically, you have to know when the connection stops. So when the connection stops, you still have work to do. And that work would be to go now care for you, care for the conduit, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and care for yourself as the vessel. So that could be the self-care, you know, a healing meal, time with friends, you know, putting yourself in service for other people, watching things that inspire you, that make you laugh, like really putting yourself in another arena and maybe in a way of, you know, getting served yourself, but it's definitely going to be to walk away from the work, the writing, the creative process in that way. And then it's going to find you when you're not really so connected to it and it's going to plug itself into you there and you're going to get the inspirations. And the way this happens is so amazing. So I would also say also have a recorder or somewhere where you can keep notes. So that way, when you are doing something that seems unrelated, you know, you're able to record those channels and it really comes through strong when you kind of release it and let it go. <laughs> it comes back to you. I and love then- the idea of having a recorder, like an actual, like, yeah, and just actually recording it instead of just writing it down. Yeah. Like I, because sometimes you, like, I can't write sometimes where I'm at. And so it's quicker just to get my voice, voice note app on my phone. I have an iPhone, so I just get the voice note app and I record it. And sometimes like, even if I'm in nature, like I will get my video camera and I'll record like the trees. And so that way I can really remember that space I was in and maybe I'll speak the message while I'm walking and filming the trees. And like, it's actually really therapeutic to watch, you know, to look back and play that back to yourself because it's a channel, it's a message you're getting. So at a later date, that's always going to be helpful, nourishing to you as well. So uh, those are things. And then also, you know, people who you look to as your, you know, your muses or, you know, your creative lineage, whether it's people from, you know, just ancient times, you know, more modern times, whatever that could look like, you know, get into their work and maybe the inspiration can find you there. And also like I... I'm a big one for for looking for inspiration anywhere. Like it does not have to be in your genre. Like if you're a poet and you're trying to write, it doesn't have to be actually reading other poets. It could be completely (laughs) watching a comedy or being around children or watching something, you know, about a community in some remote part of the world. It really expands you as a writer and it helps it helps as a writer as well when you can really be well versed in things of the world different cultures and things happening that way you can fully fully address you know topics and layers in your in your art and in your in your craft yeah it's so important to learn from other places and not to expand your horizons and bring in different things into your work. And I love the fact how you talked about recording the trees and speaking and having that multi-sensory experience and using it. That just, uh, thanks for sharing that because I'm going to start using that. I'm, I'm loving that idea. Yeah, it's so good. You're going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds absolutely perfect. And, and with your book, um, it's funny. I'm, I'm really excited for your book. 
I keep being shown the pages of it and are you going to have it like laid out? Is it still going to be in true Layla fashion that it's going to be like a bit sparse and you're going to have it laid out like your old school diary? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Cool. Like we, that's part of the thing that my editor and I were talking about. We definitely want it to definitely be minimal on the pages. Like, so some of the book is going to be like the writing that you see on Instagram. And then some of it is going to be actual texts and, you know, essay form and just, you know, mm-hmm. different layers to the book that I'm so excited that are coming together now. But in true fashion, we definitely wanted to stick to that motif because it, it just definitely, it relates, I think, to people that way. It's not so much going on and you're able just to digest the message and yeah, it's able to reach you a little better when it's not so much information there, but definitely. So all the spaces we can in the book, we're definitely, definitely looking forward to do that. Cool. I'm excited. And it's so, when we find that way of bringing in the downloaded messages and the flow, it doesn't have to look like everyone else, how everyone else is doing it. It's about finding your way of, of how it relates to you and keep keeping mm-hmm. and staying authentic. Yeah, because, you know, the the art in itself, like it's all about what does it want to look like? And sometimes it's you that can maybe want it to look like something else. But then the art itself, it, it already knows, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's already like a thousand steps ahead of you as a conduit. So it's definitely just being open to, you know, maybe even not being what you think it is. And sometimes that's another thing that happens on the creative process is your first rendition of maybe your book or your website or whatever, or even your writing, you know, like you end up just not using it. And, but you did that so you can get to actually what you really want, you know, so it helps you get to where you're going to that vision, to that aesthetic or that message. Completely trust the process, trust the process and, and don't compare yourself to others. Allow the art to flow through how you want, how it wants to come through for you. Yes, absolutely. Always. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to ask you around uh, the work that you do with ancestors, because when I talk to you, all I want to do is talk about ancestors, how you work with ancestors, your ancestral lineage and the connection to the work that you're doing now for you. Like it's so part of who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is a definitely a place of reverence for me and a foundational place, even if you will. The ancestors for me are a guiding light, a voice, a way, and the blueprint. And every day when I set out to do anything, I say, you know, I do my spiritual work first and foremost. I connect to the divine. I connect to the angelic realm. And I absolutely honor the ancestors, give reverence. I have my sacred space in my home. I have my altars there. I do my prayer work. You know, I have my my special prayers, my sacred texts, and I have the ancestors have their own special place there. And I truly find myself going there throughout the day sometimes, you know, just to feel the love and just really to be in any, you know, ancestors will find us wherever we are. <laughs> but I specifically love just that I have a place that's sacred for them again, of reverence, you know, and lighting candles and connecting and just, you know, getting the messages throughout the day is just so exciting for me. And I give thanks that, 
even though they have passed and you know into another realm, we're able now through the lineage to continue the work, continue on in the legacy and even continue in ways that maybe they, you know, were at their limit or at their end. And it was for another generation to continue on. So in that aspect, I'm just so excited and just for what I'm doing for the ancestors in this time. Yeah. Yeah. And for anyone listening that wants to look at their ancestor story, like I, that's how I like to describe it, that when we're doing the work now, we're also healing the stories of our ancestors that have come before us. For anyone that's listening, how would you say if you wanted to look at that ancestor story for them, how what, what recommendations do you give? Yeah, I definitely, definitely say ask questions to any elders who are still in your family. The elders, as as we grow into our more mature selves, we are able to tap into more stories, stories that we don't remember when we're young because we're moving so fast, stories that our elders have passed down to us. So as we grow more mature in our, whether it's your spiritual walk, in your health walk, wherever it is, the mind is able now to also be more present with who you are, your lineage, where you come from. You're just more tapped in. And that's also the gift of wisdom that comes with aging. So I definitely say, ask the elders around you. And for people who maybe don't have a lot of elder, you know, in their family or are not in a space where they can ask an elder that, ask people who know, you know, people who know the people you come from, because there are those people. And if you don't have any of that, go to the spirit, pray about it, talk to the divine, ask to be seen, ask to be heard, and definitely just pay homage that way. And the realm will open up, the way will open up. But there's always just this sacred space that's available to you. And as you open up to it, it's clearly about being an open channel because spirit will not <laughs> invade you, you know, in, a, in an aspect of that way. You know, it loves to flow and it loves to work through willing channels. Now the divine you know, the overall will definitely, you know, invade us and hey, have your way. And I love it. I'm here for it. But the ancestors work a little more, you know, they they definitely love our permission and love to know that we're, this is teamwork. And so in that way, I definitely say, you know, seek your elders, seek the people in your community or go to spirit. Yeah, I love that. And, and I, I would say also, Natalie, is that a great way is if you don't have any of that, or if you do have that, look at the things that you do well and your gifts, you know, your gifts don't come from you. They, they come through you. So there's a, a great possibility that your ancestors had these gifts for their time. And so these are just passed down gifts and you're performing your gift for this time. So look at those gifts that you have and speak to your lineage, you know, your ancestors who had that great gift and those, or that passion and that vision you have, speak to them and see which ones, you know, resonate with you or communicate or, you know, and, and for communication that can look so many different ways. I'm sure we'll get into that, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. Cause I completely agree with you around, you forget that the gifts that you've got have come from nine times out of 10 from an ancestor or lineage before you and that we, we can forget that. And so often when I'm doing like readings for the people, 
I'm talking about their intuitive gifts or another gift that they have. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but, you know, your grandmother used to do that. Or your great grandmother <laughs> used to do that. Oh, yeah, that's so awesome. Isn't that wonderful just to know, like, there is a great grandmother and there is, you know, just thousands of years ago, you know, what have you, that these ancestors had these same gifts and it has survived all the way to get to you, you know, like that is amazing. And so that's another reason why, you know, in this time, it's so important to do the work, to not let fear hold you back, to walk in confidence because you do not walk alone. You have all your ancestors with you and you're able to perform those gifts in strength and in community, even though you don't see it, it's there, it's in you. You know, your nose knows how to look like your grandmother's nose and your eyes know how to look like your grandfather's eyes. Like there's so much of your ancestors, you know, the physical that they give you, <laughs> that the divine gives us to remember and, and to recognize, but there's also the traits that we don't see. And, and again, it's these gifts and these, you know, the little, you know, just the nuances and just, it's, it's amazing. You how you can be around a family member and you're like, oh, you remind me of great grandfather yeah. or great grandmother. You know, you, you're doing that thing, you know, so. Yeah, no, that's, it's so powerful. And, and for you, Layla, what do you feel like your ancestral learning is this time around with the work that you're doing? How are you, what you're doing now? How is that part of your ancestor story? Yeah, I definitely, it took a while for me to connect it all. And I definitely Finally connected all, and I'm continuing, continually connecting it all as I journey. So that started with me stepping out of a life of fear and out of a life of, you know, contracting and feeling small and, you know, coming out of all the things we spoke about that I came through in my journey. At first, I was like, who am I to help people and to have a voice and to speak my truth? And is my truth good enough? You know, that whole thing. And once I was able to bury all of that and burn it, <laughs> you know, just give it to the sacred fire and let it alchemize into my strength, more and more I was able to step into my power. And that's where the quote that I came up with, um, she remembered who she was in the game change. That came from that because when you remember who you are, who you come from, the people, and even if, again, if you don't remember per se where you came from, remember, you know, like put yourself back together. All the pieces that have forgotten because the journey, that's part of it. We will forget who we are, but it's all about remembering and, you know, think of your passions and think, you know, all the things I did. I was thinking of my passions, my gifts. And even the areas where I was fearful of, because some of my ancestors definitely did have passed down fear as much as they passed down the strengths and the gifts. There's the other traits, you know, the polarity that were passed down as well. So it's all about overcoming those and being a channel that they can overcome it in this lifetime through me, you know, through all of us who are willing to say, yes, it stops here. We're not going to pass this down anymore. We're going to heal this. We're going to do the work. We're going to walk in our power. We're going to remember who we are and yeah, just change the game. <laughs> However yeah. that looks for you. Yeah. But for me, writing, healing the way that I had to heal for myself in order to help others, that was a great piece of it. There was so much in my, you know, in my ancestral line that I didn't realize for a long time was there. And once I really started realizing and once my mother and my family members let me see 
like who we are and who we come from. And that's amazing. Like, you know, I'm a descendant of the first conquistador here in America. So we have the longest family line here. And that's um, Don Pedro. There's Don Pedro and Don Fernando, (laughs) Duran y Chavez. And he was, you know, he was, he came straight from Spain here. And knowing that he was the first conquistador and, you know, he definitely did all the work he did to conquer America, you know, fight with, you know, on the pueblos and, you know, with the natives, like it truly broke my heart when I found that out. And it's interesting because for years, I, you know, being biracial, I'm Afro-Latina. And so being biracial, I always like had this, I was at this intersection of, oh my goodness, like I am angry about slavery and I'm angry about what happened to the natives. And then, you know, I want healing among all of the people. And then, you know, not wanting to honor, there was a period where I didn't want to honor my Spanish side because I was so angry, you know, and and I went through the whole thing like a lot of African-Americans do before you truly heal from just the pain and the post-traumatic slave syndrome that happens to a lot of African-Americans that has passed down as well. We get angry. And so I was militant for a while coming up, you know, in high school, I did the whole, you know, just a bunch of movement movements. And truly it wasn't until I read the autobiography of Malcolm X that even though he was the most militant, he was also the one to let me see the healing side, how you could take all that pain into action, into love, into unity, you know, so seeing his whole, you know, transformation was so beautiful to me and it gave my pain a voice. And then from there, you know, I got active and, you know, started getting organizations and, you know, really challenging it different. Fast forward till now, I see what I'm doing as a way of healing, you know, helping the world vibrate higher however I can in whatever reach I have and whatever platform I have in a way that my ancestor, you know, Don Pedro and also Don Fernando, the way they could not do it. And just healing, looking at this as redemption, you know, through the bloodline and them wanting me to do the work of helping the world to vibrate higher because the world was in such a different balanced place before they got here. And being that that's what started the whole thing, you know, leading to colonization, I feel just that this is truly a start. And this is a way of reminding people that we don't have to live in a way that is out of balance with nature, out of balance with who we are as vibrational beings, spiritual beings, you know? So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I can keep going on and on about this because I'm so passionate and it's just like so deep within my, just every being of my body. I love hearing you talk about it because I have also have such an affiliation to healing ancestors and who we are and the journey that we've been on and how looking at our ancestors and what you know who they are and how we you're changing the story and and mm. looking where we've come from is so so powerful so hearing you talk about that and how it's now how that impacts your current mission is it's so inspiring to hear and I know everyone listening to this is going to be like wow this is amazing mm. oh good thanks yeah I, I truly and that's why like I share it you know, because for years, like there's no way I would ever share this in my, you know, less evolved state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be so mad and wouldn't want to share it. But now I can stand in power and say, yes, this is where I come from. This is my lineage. 
And this is how I'm changing it. You know, this is how I'm changing the game. And this is how my ancestors are seeking redemption through me and on both sides, you know, my Mm -hmm. African-American side and my Spanish Spanish side. And, you know, and then we have, you know, some that you native in us as well. So there's just a, you know, we're just able to all collectively, I'm like, everyone, let's heal. <laughs> let's heal and let's do the work. I'm here. I'm ready. And I just continue continually, you know, seek the divine for guidance on how best to be a conduit, a vessel. That way I'm able to hold space for whatever is seeking to pour into me. So that way I can, you know, be a proper vessel and pour it out the best I can at, at, you know, the divine time and, and, you know, be in alignment with whatever is going on. Yeah. So beautiful. Leila, I'm being asked to ask you, Spirit, all these questions are always divinely led by Spirit, but they would love to hear what is your, what's the dream for future generations from where you are now and the work that you're changing? What's, what's the dream and the vision that you have for your future ancestors and the future generations of where we are right now in society with everything that's going on and the politics and um, social climate and racism and where we're at and the changes that we're going under, we're going through for you. What's, what does that mean? What does that represent? Yes, that's a powerful question and I'm, I'm very honored to answer it. So my vision, just my overall vision is that we can live in vibrational literacy you know, we are vibrational beings. And for so long, we have overlooked that, not known that, you know, or forgotten that. So whatever, wherever you are on the spectrum on that aspect, and wherever your ancestors are on that aspect, you know, it's gotten us here. And so it's truly been generations that have seek to heal however they could, and as well as we're seeking now to heal. And our generation has truly, truly (laughs) made such a shift and impact that right now I'm so honored to continue to do the work. And I feel so hopeful and so grateful that I see change coming. I see change near. I see the shift happening, you know, with wellness studios all across America in the most remote places on military bases. You know, it's just you never would have seen this like 10, 15 years ago, you know, let alone 50, 60 years ago, you know, you can walk into a store and have plant-based higher vibrational foods. I mean, it's just everywhere. It's becoming, you know, it's becoming just the norm now, which is great. And I know some people are kind of, you know, uncomfortable with that because it's, it's becoming, you know, a thing and maybe pop culture, but I just say, stay patient. And we have to be careful when we you know, truly think that everything cannot be pop culture and still have its sacredness because it can. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, you know, we, who better, you know, who better right. than the people who are seeking to vibrate higher to be mainstream and pop culture because that's how it is in indigenous cultures. You know, that's how it is yeah. if you go to a remote village in the Amazon or in Kenya, you know, and so it's going to definitely take all of us to unify and just say, yes, like, let's spread this as far as it goes and be in our power. And so I definitely see more of that happening. I see more healing in schools, more, you know, intentional, mindful programs in school where children are able to realize, you know, they're not there just to to get indoctrinated, but they're also there to learn skills, life skills, Mm -hmm. you know, vibrational skills, you know, how to be mindful, how to 
respond versus react. And, you know, that's the number one place that you can be triggered as a young person in school, (laughs) sometimes having lifelong scars. So definitely teaching, you know, children at just such a young age, you know, how to vibrate higher, how to heal and all the way to the uh, judicial system, all the way to, you know, just the, you know, the prison industrial complex Mm -hmm. that, you know, there's no space that I don't feel that mindfulness, intentionality, and vibrating higher should be hospitals. It should be everywhere because that is truly who we are. We're vibrational beings. And if you don't speak to that part of us and you don't nourish this part of us, then we will continue to be out of balanced and looking for you know, healing and balance in all the wrong places. So I definitely see that this is truly, you know, the work I'm doing in my, you know, in my vision, I'm seeing it as a way of bringing the planet back to harmony, more people. And this is just my, you know, I'm just doing my part, you know, my part in the big system because so many other, you doing it, you know, there's so many people doing the work. And so as we each continue to do our part, we are completely shifting the system because that's all it is. It's just a system mm-hmm. and, you know, more parts that take over and stand in their power. You know, we can truly cleanse this thing out from the inside out. Yes. So all of that. Yes. It's so important that we we stand in our power and that we, we believe that we can shift the matrix and make it how we think want it to be versus feeling that we always just have to keep doing the same things over and over and over again. Absolutely. Yeah, so important. Um, Leila, I want to share some messages with you. You're talking and I'm getting all these downloads and messages that I want to share with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, um, one, you're going to be creating a legacy piece around bringing this into schools and bringing it into different places I see you having this foundation of part of that's part of your legacy that you're going to be creating um this into um sharing this knowledge into different places but you're going to have you're going to be kind of setting something up to make it more accessible for people Mm. oh that resonates so deep with me oh Natalie that is so good (laughs) Yeah. I literally have like like pages and pages of like ideas of just that. Oh my goodness. Yes. And what you're being called to do is because there's a part of you that thinks that you have to be further down the line to make that happen, that you need to be like, that there's the kind of a pause or a wait that needs to happen. But what you're being, uh, what I'm being asked to share with you is that you can, this is about you calling in on the team around you to support you to make that happen. Like, and actually manifesting the people in that want to help you like bring this to life, like bring a foundation like this to life and bring these kind of giving back to the community in other ways and sharing this with the community in a different way and there's there's an element of of like attracting that in so that you don't feel like you're doing it on your own but there's you're going to be building this team around you that is going to support you to do this oh that is so encouraging to know and inspiring okay received cool and the other thing that keeps coming through is you're in this energy right now Layla where you're you're shining the light more on the work that you do and stepping into your power. And it's about you believing in your magic. Like I feel like there's this shift that's going on right now where I know you believe in what you're doing and what you're sharing, but there's some kind of like extra magic that is being sprinkled in right now where you're suddenly like, 
oh, oh, okay. There's like so many different light bulb moments going on as you step into the path, is step into that energy. But the more that you allow the light to shine on you so that you can be the vessel and the channel that, that you know that you're capable of, but spirit are like bringing it th- more through you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because a lot of times I, you know, I can definitely, I'm so comfortable being in the background, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and behind the scenes and, you know, and behind my work and definitely coming out more and being more visible more. And, you know, with events like this coming year and next year, like I definitely am looking forward to being more out with at events and with people. And, you know, as I'm writing this book, it has caused me to, you know, go into my cave and just stay within. And, you know, I'm just definitely open to coming out and just, you know, seeing what all the divine ancestors have for me. So like, this is truly, that's been a meditation. And this is just definitely confirmation that all is okay. And I have the green light. (laughs) Yeah, you so do. And it's just like, when you're talking, I just keep being shown a stage and it's you front and center lights. And it's just, it's there. And you, you have this radiating energy and they're just like, own it, own it, own it. Own it. Oh my goodness. I have to write that down. You know, (laughs) as a mentor of mine, one of my spiritual mothers, she, she told me to listen to the song, I'm coming out by Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, cause that was her song to me. She was like, I'm coming out. I want the mm-hmm. world to know I've got to let it show like that whole thing. And she said, that's mm-hmm. your song. She was like, you got to continue to keep coming out, keep unfolding, you know, keep stepping into your, your next level and your power. So yes, yes, yes. This message is coming from all around. And when you're doing this, your channeling is your how you receive messages from spirit and how you channel your work is just going to get stronger and stronger and deeper and deeper. Mm. And you're going to want to show up more and say more and speak more. But they're like, yeah, be prepared this year for bigger downloads and more. Yeah, there's going to be a, an an added depth to your work. Ooh, yes. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. This feeling I have, like I have not experienced this. This is a new feeling. <laughs> this is a new feeling I'm feeling right now. And this is a beautiful vibration. I feel so held and so just connected and supported. Yes. Thank you, ancestors. Oh, goodness. Yay. Yay. I love it. Brilliant. Thank, thank you for letting me share messages with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being the clear channel. <laughs> Layla, where can where can people find you? Where can people follow your work? I'd love to share that with the listeners. Yeah, so I am at Layla Delia across all platforms, L-A-L-A-H-D-E-L-I-A, and I know you'll have it <laughs> spelled out. <laughs> so Layla Delia at Layla Delia. And then I am my website. I'm at I'm at that place as well. That's space cool. online on the on the interwebs at vibratehiredaily.com. And I am offering classes and mentorship, and I will be relaunching my classes. My website is going through a major rehaul right now. And so, you know, this spring we will be offering, you know, just a whole new way to interact on the website with the classes. And so I'm definitely, you know, just grateful. And and I just want to let everyone know to stand by for that. If you are interested in working together and just, you know, sharing community and space together, that's, that'll be the spring. 
and I'm writing a book that will be out this year, later it's later like on in the year. And I'm so excited about that. It's on all of what we talked about, Vibrating <laughs> Higher Daily. And I am just so honored to pour into this book so that it can pour into everyone listening. I love it. Thank you for sharing your magic. Oh, thank you, Natalie. It's been such a pleasure.